So this week's episode is actually a special episode. I'm going to be talking all about the pandemic wall. Have you been coping with the pandemic? <laughs> like I didn't leave the house before this started. <laughs> That's true. You are the king of social distancing. Home to stand your ground. Hi, I'm Becca Clegg, and this is the Inner Alchemy Podcast. Join me in conversations with some of my favorite healers and helpers as we explore all the ways we can restore balance within ourselves. The world heals one person at a time, and the healing starts now. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Inner Alchemy Podcast. And this week, I'm going to be doing something kind of different. I've decided that it's really important that I shift gears for just a second, and I'm not doing an interview this week. This week, I'm just going to be talking to you about something that I'm seeing and something that I think is really important we get the word out about and that all of us take a moment to recognize. And that's pandemic wall, or what I've kind of come to know as like a pandemic burnout. So as I record this, it's been almost a year to the day when I remember personally I kind of went into a quarantine state. And um, what's interesting about having a year of COVID-19 and all of these experiences of 2020 under our belt is I'm finding that it's really easy for us to have adapted and adjusted to all of the changes in our mind, because that's where we adapt. Oftentimes, we're just used to something after extended and prolonged exposure. Um, but that does not mean that our bodies and our nervous systems are not still feeling the effects. Sadly, people can adapt to horrible, horrible situations. We see this all the time in the work that I do and in, in traumatic situations. Um, and they do feel the effect. But psychologically or mentally, they kind of get used to it and or adapt and find a way to make it fit the narrative of their life. And so what I wanted to talk to you guys today, just a little bit about is how people are feeling, what this pandemic wall and or pandemic burnout means, how it relates to your nervous system and, you know, help, I think, kind of draw back the veil on what a lot of people may or may not want to talk about. Um, And that's how we're all feeling because, you know, our culture doesn't always give us room to talk about the harder feelings that we experience, the sadness, the brain fog, the complete and total exhaustion, the isolation. And um, this is a place where I think it just needs to be named. So here we are about a year into the pandemic There've been half a million deaths in this country alone. You know, all of us have had our lives altered in some way, some big, some not as big, you know, everything from not getting hugs to having to all of a sudden work from home while you teach your kids. I can't even imagine. Um, You know, little tiny microaggressions, not being able to go out to dinner, not being able to see your friends. And for some people, massive, massive life changes, unemployment, loss of industries, 
um, God, I could just name all of the things, but they're countless and we don't really even have time for that. So what I am seeing and what all of my colleagues are seeing, because we're all talking about it, is people are kind of hitting this place where those microaggressions, one after another, after another, after another, and this prolonged tolerance of all of the stress that comes from having to change and pivot and adapt has kind of come to a cumulative point. And that's what the hitting a wall is. It's actually a running metaphor. They talk about runners, long distance runners. I am not one of them. So I'm going to assume all of this is correct, but um, that somewhere in the marathon that runners hit a wall where they just completely run out of energy and it really feels almost impossible to keep going. And there's all these strategies and all these sort of ways in which the runner finds it within themselves to keep going. But I want to point something out about this metaphor, just a little bit that's lacking. Um, In a marathon, you know, there's a finish line. And not only do you know that there's a finish line, but you know when it is. So if you're running along the course and you see, and I don't know when runners hit their wall, but let's say it's like mile 13, you know, you've got 13 more miles. I think a marathon is like 26 or something. And you have some way to have a sense of how much longer you have to tolerate whatever it is you're experiencing. And we don't have that. Yeah, we know that the vaccine is here and or seems to be rolling out in a myriad of ways. And we have a sense that at some point this is going to be over, but we don't have certainty. No one knows for sure what it's going to be like, what the variants will be like. No one knows for certain the date, the time when it's truly, truly going to be known that it's safe for all of us to kind of go back to the way things were, if that's even possible. And because of that, we have, quite frankly, prolonged stress. And some might say prolonged trauma, just depending on the level and or, you know, I don't even know that the nuance needs to be um, picked apart because the body processes these things the same way. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about what we're seeing and what people are experiencing. Because if you're experiencing it yourself, or if you're seeing it yourself, you may be feeling as though something is happening to you and not understanding it. Um, and I can speak from firsthand experience. I felt it and or am feeling it. And I know with my clients and again, talking to colleagues, everybody is feeling some version of this. Um And what I mean by this is they're very real physical symptoms. You know, burnout is not just a concept. It actually is something that happens in your body. Um, It can include feelings of overwhelm and, you know, feelings of sadness, but it's not just about emotions. Sometimes you're just emotionally drained. Oftentimes you're lacking energy. You oftentimes don't feel motivated or even able to meet your daily demands, and you might feel cut off from things that once brought you pleasure. You may feel a sense of irritability or notice difficulties in relationships. Some of you may feel like you want to crawl out of bed and probably never come out again. Um, Oftentimes people just feel exhausted, hopeless. You know, these 
are symptoms of depression. And it's not to say that depression and burnout are the same thing, but they can oftentimes feel the same. And there's other physical symptoms that people are experiencing as well. Confusion, brain fog, a feeling like you kind of can't get it together. Like you've taken cold medicine, I've heard. Um, maybe backache or headache. Oftentimes the body will hold the tension of stress and we, you know, we, we feel like we've been hit by a Mack truck. Um, I could go on and on, but there's so many ways in which stress can physically manifest in the body. And the other thing that I want people to understand is the way that the nervous system responds to threat. And make no doubt about it, we have been under a threat. And again, go back to what I was saying about there is no finish line. This is prolonged exposure. This is what we would call in the world of trauma, we call it developmental trauma, meaning it happens over and over and over and over again with no end in sight. That's its own kind of pain. So here we are, and we have been in this constant state of hyper arousal. You know, I tell my clients, with COVID, it's this sense that there's this tiger on the other side of that door. And you might get it, and you might not, and you really don't know. And yeah, there are measures to protect yourself. But are the people in your life protected? Are the people that, you know, you're coming into contact protected? It's really hard, because this stress isn't just between you and the tiger. It's... Um, global. It's, it, it involves the entire fabric of our society. Um, and everybody is reacting to it in very different ways. So again, I'm just drawing the nuances of how, um, how many layers there are to this particular stressor itself. And what I am seeing is that people who have been in that hyper aroused state, which we call the sympathetic state of the nervous system, that's your fight and flight response, sometimes freeze. But um, you can only hold that state so long. And I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's crazy for us to think that we can just kind of get on with it and keep going. Um, we only are, we're human, as the saying goes. And because we're human, our nervous systems have a way of functioning. And the latter for the nervous system is that below the fight or flight response, and again, this is using the image of a ladder, imagine a ladder, at the bottom of the ladder is what they call the collapse state. It's known as the dorsal vagal state, but it's when everything just shuts down. And that is so we can protect ourselves. Again, we can't stay in that mobilized agitated, frantic state for too long without completely just, you know, honestly, like that is only uh, sustainable for so long the way you couldn't, you know, drive a car at 170 miles an hour for so long. Eventually the engine would just clunk. Um, I think I'm not a car person, but something would happen. So, you know, what is this collapse state? It's a place where you're numb, you're completely shut down. Um, you know, you're just like you're buried under this huge weight and you just can't get out. There's a sense of despair. Um, it's oftentimes when people are really, truly in this state, it's hard for them to even communicate what's happening. And again, this is a protective measure. So think about it um, as a way of sort of creating a layer between you and the threat. Um, but if you're feeling that, and you're just trying to get through your day, 
and you're just trying to get your kids to school and get through work, it's incredibly hard not to do that without judgment. And it's incredibly hard not to do that without thinking you are losing your freaking mind. And so I just want any of you who are listening, who are feeling any of this to understand that it is appropriate to context. We are still in the middle of a global pandemic. I know sometimes you go out and here in the South, sometimes you, I don't know what it's like elsewhere, but see people not wearing masks or just that that there's this sort of sense of like, um, being gaslit a little bit around like what is actually happening, but we are make no mistake about it. Um, not to get political, but like we are still in this, this global pandemic and we are doing the best we can. You are doing the best you can. And as long as there is still a potential threat out there, your system is going to respond. So be gentle with yourself and seek the help that you need. We're going to be following up this episode. Um, We have it in the works. As soon as we can get it produced, we're going to put it up with an episode on how to navigate the system to find the help that you need. Because in conjunction with this pandemic, while what we're seeing over the entire country is that there's a mental health crisis and there's a lack of um, providers, there's a lack of help. Uh, Every single person I talk to is full and or uh, finding it difficult to find people to refer to. Um, You know, there's new and creative resources cropping up all over, thank God. But a lot of people are finding it really, really hard to find therapists, to find help. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast in the first place was because I wanted people to understand that there is more than one way to heal and there's more than one way to restore balance. Uh, But for those of you who are needing a little bit more assistance, something along the lines of a therapist or even treatment for that matter, we are going to be coming uh, very soon with an episode. Um, a dear friend of mine who her career has been about helping people navigate that system is going to come on and uh, we're going to be talking all about that. But in the meantime, reach out to friends or family, try to get out if you can, if you feel safe enough, um, if that's something that you can do as the spring comes, do your best to allow yourself to soak in some vitamin D, get outside, um, change the scenery. You know, these little tiny things, little dial turns can make a big difference um, in finding a place that feels safe safe. And if you haven't, I do a lot of videos. If you haven't followed me, it was what I meant to say. I do a lot of videos on social media these days about little things you can do, little uh, physical things you can do to help regulate your nervous system. And there's tons and tons of people online. I notice uh, doing the same. I think we're all trying to get all the material we can out there free for people to access so that uh, people know what to do and they have some more tools in their toolbox. In addition to that, we're going to be putting together a list of resources, free and low-cost resources, um, for people to just have an aggregate, just have a place where they can go and find um, different ways to find help and different resources that are available to the community online. Um, Again, an amazing resource. I am constantly amazed, and I'm dating myself, but, you know, the internet has become a thing in my lifetime. I I existed pre-internet and uh, it's just still to this day, I get a little bit um, 
excited at the possibility of how we can decimate resources um, the way we once couldn't and how everybody who needs help can have access to some level of help because honestly, we all need to have that. It's something that should not be um, separate um, and everybody should get the help they need. So from that place, check back in with us for the next episode. And you can go to my website, rebeccaclegg.com to find out more about resources. Um, So yeah, I'm just, I'm glad you took a moment just to listen to me. I did feel it was really important to do a very different episode um, as I see this happening and I'm witnessing this in people as I do therapy sessions, as in coaching and, and all of the ways in which I'm talking to people. It just became crystal clear to me that everybody needs to understand that this is happening, this is a thing, and it's not you, as the saying goes, it's the pandemic. Um, so for anybody who has any more questions, please feel free to email me at Becca at RebeccaClegg.com. And again, be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself. You deserve nothing less. Hi there. Just an editor's note. After production, I did listen to the podcast and I wanted to add something. And that is simply that if you are experiencing any of the symptoms that we talked about from pandemic burnout, and it's really making it difficult for you to function, err on the side of caution and contact your doctor and or find a healthcare professional that can help you discern between what's going on globally and what might be going on for you in particular, because some of these things do mimic depression and or other things that could be going on. And nothing that you hear on the internet, nothing that I say, nothing that anybody puts out in a podcast form or basically anything that you'd find on the internet can actually be taken as independent advice and or therapy. So always err on the side of caution. It's just a good rule of thumb. Um, And again, we're having a follow-up episode as to how to navigate the system and find the help that you need. So if this is you and you're listening, um, I will add a couple things we're going to touch on, but you can just reach out to your uh, insurance and find healthcare providers that are on the panel. And if you choose not to use your insurance, a great place to start looking for a therapist is Psychology Today. They have a national database and or you can simply Google therapist in your local city. And I promise you, you will get more than enough people popping up. You can even put your particular symptoms or a specialty that you're looking for. And that is always a good place to start as well. As always, thanks for being with us for this week's episode. If you like what you heard and you think we burned it, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. Metrics like downloads and reviews are how podcasts get noticed in the busy online world. And we truly value your help in helping us spread the word about healing. Also, if you resonate with this podcast and are interested in learning more, join us in our community group, the Inner Alchemist Society. This group is a free resource where you can connect with other inner alchemists, people like you who want to be more creative and less reactive in their life. We offer resources, accountability, and monthly groups to help keep you connected to the magic inside of you. You can go to my website, RebeccaClegg.com today to get access. We look forward to seeing you there.